Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy weekend to you. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. I'm having a wonderful time over here. I can't, I you, can't you, shake that. You have not reason. lost your New York accent. I haven't <laughs> lost the New York accent. I will tell you about a New York accent. This one son of a... I wanted to sue him for $10 million, and I should have made it 20 So uh, having a wonderful time. Suzanne and I are back and oh my god you know a long long time ago benny i was told by a very psychic lady and friend of mine this is going back into the late 90s for crying out loud and she told me that i was going to meet a woman who would be my partner for life that it would be the kind of situation where you feel like you've married your best friend and that we would be going places, so many places to visit that I would wind up seeing towns and cities and meeting people I never thought that I would. That is true. It has been fully reinforced yet again with a 17-day road trip that Suzanne Mitchell and I took. And oh, the places we went. We started uh, three days into the trip having lunch in Mayberry. Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is like the, the Mayberry, the yes, Mayberry, the wow, the setting for uh, for uh, Andy Griffith's yeah. show, big Andy Griffith Museum, Floyd's Barber Shop. They even have Barty's patrol car going, going up and down the street. With <laughs> now, the Andy, what are you that doing, was, Andy? <laughs> that that was the beginning, and then it went from there uh, to New York City. The first day that we were staying with friends in Newark. They drove us to Times Square and Gary looked like the typical tourist <laughs> looking up at the sky while everybody else is looking uh, down. Look the game. Uh, Garrett, I'm yep. sorry, I can't believe I'm standing across the street from where the New York event happens every New Year's Eve and the ball, the ball drops the ball, in yeah. Times Square. We yeah. stood yep. directly across the street from that, yep. walking from Times Square to Broadway and back. And there are a couple of things to be said about that. One, I might be a tiny bit psychic because in, as we were making our final approach into New Jersey, driving through and looking across at the Manhattan skyline, which is absolutely stunning. You can only see the Manhattan skyline for the first time once. That's true by definition. And yet I kept gawking. Anytime I had an opportunities, I was merging with traffic and forget about common courtesy. The idea is to get where you're going. So I was just told, forget all the courtesies, just get in the right lane. And we did that. And I said to Suzanne, you know, I would love to have some Italian food with our hosts, Carl and Sue Petri. Carl's been on the show a number of times. His wife is lovely in every way. There, and I said, how about, what do you think about, we could suggest some Italians and I go out with them, but I don't want it to be, you know, well, I'm not talking like the chains, you know, I eat at Olive Garden, but I don't need to do it in New Jersey or New York, do I? There and uh, Suzanne said, yeah, that sounds good. I can do with some Italian. And I said, but I want it to be something authentic right there in Kearney, New Jersey. I want it to be like Giuseppe's or Luigi's or something like that, you know, authentic mom and pop stuff. We get there. I didn't even get to open my mouth. 
And Carl Petri says to us, we were thinking maybe we'd take you out for an Italian dinner tonight. Our favorite place here in town is called Casa Giuseppe. <laughs> and I said, uh, that's a three-pointer NBA range. Thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and after dinner, he says, why don't we go into Times Square? Got made, and he says it just like, well, why don't I drive you into the city? We'll go to Times Square. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know me with nothing to wear so but yes let's go ahead and do that so we left the restaurant lovely experience by the way there and he drove to midtown manhattan found his favorite parking garage we walked down the ramp and into times square i never thought i would have an experience like that in my life but we did we went into new york three times three times second time ellis island and statue of liberty third time walking around Washington Park in Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village. Greenwich wow, Village. man. Cool. I can really yeah. dig that vibe. Well, I, I all I want to say right now, Benny, is two things. One is there is so much more to be said because we went to more than a dozen places, different places in the time we were away. And we can't do all of that now because we have a guest today. <laughs> But one thing I did want to add before we move on to the spectacular astrologer extraordinaire, Christopher Renstrom. I have a second thing, too, but, you okay, know. Okay, say your second thing, then I'll say my second thing. That's two things, and then that's four, and then we'll take up the whole hour. Oh, okay. my God. We don't there, run a commercial. And so my second thing is thank you to Dina Marie. Not only do we have our host to thank in New Jersey, but we have Dina Marie to thank, who is here. Yes, yes, applause. He's three wondering. weeks, three Fridays, she sat for us so that we could be out on the road. She took care of our show for us. Benny, did she do a good job? Amazing job. Amazing. See, between Benny and Dina Marie, our show was in good hands. And we're very proud of the fact that she considers us radio progenitors in a way, but radio family. Radio for family sure. for sure. We so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank well you, Dina done. Marie. Thank you. And Benny, thank you for holding down the fort for us while we had a little vacay. Yeah, you're quite okay, welcome. Okay, Gary. Yes. Now, and what do you want to I'll say? I'll put a bow on it by saying simply this. I went to New York and I met wonderful, warm caring, polite people who were concerned if I needed something. And I'm not talking only about the Petries. They're absolutely out of this world, just fantastic people. I'm talking about in New York City. I met nothing but helpful, friendly, polite people. If you're cordial with them and courteous, that's exactly what you'll get back. And Carl reminded me, if you come on with a tough attitude, well, well what's wrong with you people? And we need some service over here then that's the kind of attitude you're going to get back. But if you keep it nice, they will keep it nice. And I tell you, the retail experiences I had, because I had to buy my swag, including this hat I'm wearing. Uh, with that being the case, what do they say when you give them money? Thank you. We hope you have a wonderful evening. Wow. Now, if it's Seattle, I expect it. I didn't expect anything that forthcoming in new york because i bought into the stereotype for so long but you know what even though you have your rough people everywhere you go the fact is new yorkers could not have been nicer to us and more welcoming god bless new york okay that's it more to tell during subsequent weeks but that's it for today we had a piece of no cake. no 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 no, oh. no 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 we're done hold we're it done. pull it we're back done. there gary pull it back <laughs> pull it back <laughs> 
Christopher Renstrom has been a practicing astrologer since 1985, and and he's such a young man to have been doing it that long. Rulingplanets.com is his online subscription-based interactive astrology magazine. It is based on his book, Ruling Planets, which was published in 2002 and has well sold out its print. You can't even hardly get it anywhere anymore. However, he has two other books. The book that we talked about last time was The Cosmic Calendar, Using Astrology to Get in Sync with Your Best Life. That was a couple of years ago in October of 2020. I did our personal calendars, loved the information. I used the information. And now he's got a new book coming out called Rise and Shine an astrological guide to how you show up in the world. This is one of the things we are going to talk to him about today. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell, Christopher Renstrom. Hi, thank you for having me back. I love your stories about New York City. I lived there for 28 years and it just brought back. Which borough? Hmm? Manhattan. In Manhattan. Manhattan. Wow. Now, here we go. Here's a little trivia question. Where did Christopher Renstrom go to college? Two places. I started out at the uh, Juilliard School of Drama for acting, ah. and then I switched on over to NYU for uh, the playwriting uh, film film division. We and were at your college. Directly across the street. How many times did you take a walk in Washington Square? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I saw in Washington Square? Okay, no, this, this tells you how old I am. He would always come out and get the crowd together and get the crowd going and hop up on the uh, little, you know, fountain or, or there's a cement thing or whatever there. Yes. Um, David Chappelle. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. He went on to bigger things. Who went on bigger things? Uh, RuPaul played at the Mud Club, which was two blocks away from where I lived. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? I mean, it really is. And to go to school there, at NYU and to be in that environment would be yeah. a great privilege. I envy you, Christopher. It's yeah. New York has really opened my eyes to what the the crossroads of the world, as it's often referred to, is exactly that. And there's room for everybody in Washington yeah. Square Park. People of every description were there and they were all getting along just fine. Everyone in New York pretty much gets along. Just you know, if you're not having a Colombian drug war going on, or you know, something with the mob, you know, everyone's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just the little things, you know, just a little. Just have these little things. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, let us talk some astrology. This is why we brought the man on today. Uh, let's get started. And we are going to do horoscopes because Christopher Renstrom is here. He is a master astrologer, and his predictive horoscopes have a remarkable rate of success certainly in my life and Susanna's seen a lot of that as well I got a question I got a question all right we are going to be talking about rise and shine and I believe your rising sign your ascendant is one of the things people understand the least so Mm -hmm. Christopher Renstrom you have the floor what is the rising sign what is the ascendant what is that well, basically, it's known as one of the big three. You know, uh, it's there's the sun sign, the moon sign, and the rising sign. Um, whereas the sun and the moon are based on planets and the signs that the uh, planets are in. The rising sign is simply a point 
um, in the sky. It's, it's, it's the point in the sky where the sun rises every day. Um, and so your rising sign isn't connected to a planet, but it's that point where you where the sun goes from uh, night to day. Okay, now you're going to be your own sign rising if you're an Aries and you're born at sunrise, that, that sort of a thing. But let's say you're Aries and you're born at sunset, then you'll have Libra rising. So this rising sign changes every two hours uh, during the day. And essentially what a rising sign is, it's often described as how you come across to other people and things like that. But in the work that I've done over the years, and there have been a lot of years in the work that I've done over the years, I've really come to feel like the rising sign is the face of the astrological chart. Okay, it's the face. It's, it's as spontaneous in its expression, as independent from who you are as your own face is. You know, people can see your face, but that doesn't necessarily mean they see you. You know, that doesn't, you know, you're, you're, who you are, who you know yourself to be, that's the sun sign, isn't the same thing as your face. Okay, and sometimes when the sun is working with the rising sign, there's there's a feeling that oh, I'm expressing, you know, who and what I am, and it's very easy or whatever. But there are several times when the sun is not working in um, harmony with the rising sign. And so this is what happens when people have a different impression of you than who you feel you really are. And then it starts to get into things like status. Um, you know, if you have a sun high in the sky with the rising sign, people look up to you. Whereas if you're born at night uh, with the sun towards the bottom of the chart, it's not that people look down at you, although that would be, you know, what you think in terms of directionally. But what that means is that people feel like you're kind of like stable or you're someone that they can always rely on. So a lot of times uh, what we do in astrology is that we really judge how the sun sign and the rising sign are getting along with one another and how we can bring them into really more of an understanding. So you really kind of come, your chart can help you understand the impression that you're putting across, how you, you come across to people and why people might, you know, be reacting to you the way that they're reacting to you with you having not said anything at all. You know, that's, and I say this in my distinctly non-professional capacity, I'm a great fan of yours and I like to think of us as friends, Christopher, but damn it, when you're right on, you're right on. Someone whose opinion in metaphysics I respect greatly and have for many years told me one time that your rising sign is the face that you show to the world. And it helped explain just with that one sentence, it explained a lot because I'm a Virgo, very analytical, very pragmatic, yes, except when I forget that I have that going for me and I allow deeper emotions and moodiness to take over. What's my rising sign? Cancer. Right. And, and as a Cancerian rising sign, there, what I also find out is that there, I don't know if it's true of many other signs, but in terms of cancer rising, don't you find that people will say a thing that turns out to be true, but when they say it predictively, they can't prove it. We just have to wait for it to show up. And once it's manifested, then we have the dubious pleasure of being an I told you so. But we knew what we knew when we knew it. We just couldn't explain why. Right, right, right. And I think understanding the rising sign helps to 
helps you out with that. And the other thing that the book goes on into is that the rising sign will determine where in the sky your sun is. And so, again, it's going to talk about status or placement in life or the way, like, for instance, if you're um, a cancer rising, you know, you, you, well, it's, it's a whole long thing, but you actually have a wonderfully uh, playful uh, Virgo, Virgo sun, where your Virgo sun shows up. There's something that's very, very playful and very, very engaging in ways that might not be typical of, of how a Virgo would, would normally uh, come across. I'll tell you what's interesting to me. Gary and I have been playing a game for a few years now. I don't even know how or why it started. When we go to eat in a restaurant, <laughs> we will dis- we will guess the sun sign of our server. And Gary hit a bullseye last time we did it. He was just beside himself, thrilled. Our server was a Sag, and he guessed. He said, I- I'm going to guess Sagittarius. We-, we figured out it was a sun sign, and I said Leo. She was just too fiery and too sparkly not to be a sun sign. Right. But the interesting thing about the rising sign is the face that you show the public may not be who you are as a as a sun sign person, which is what you just said. So that you can easily be fooled by somebody's behavior into thinking they're one thing when they're actually something else. Well, and the other thing that I like to also emphasize is that, you know, because that phrase, it's the face that you show the world. I actually came to know it's the face. I don't think there's a conscious choice to to express that way. You know, that's why I like in the subtitle, it's, it's how you show up in the world. It's, it's, it's really the face and it's as spontaneous um, and free thinking as a face can be, you know, um, and, 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 you know, if you think about how important a face is, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but um, uh, uh, remember when the internet was starting out and you had chat rooms and things like this, you know, and and you'd go on and maybe discuss or get into arguments. You'd have these flame wars or something like that, where people took things personally and and would get very angry. Well, this was before they had come out with emojis, you know, emojis like that you use in texts or that you use in phone messages. Emojis work like a face works. Okay, it, it's there to express you know, laughter or irony or, or curiosity. And so, so this was something that was missing before because without that face, everything was taken so personally, everything was so uh, uh, an emotional trigger. But then once you, you know, got like emojis or you have like Zoom or something like that, you're seeing a face. So you can, you can, you can see how the person is meaning with their communication. This is exactly what a rising sign does it's 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 human nature to want to put a face on things and a rising sign is the face of the astrological chart itself well i like that it's such a great take on it let me get down into the mechanics of it the organization rise and shine please tell our listeners what they will find in it how did you structure the book I can see they're going, well, if I put this before this, it's going to create a narrative that they can follow. I'm just getting into your head a little bit. We don't have our copy yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to do something that's never been done with a rising sign book. Okay. Um, You have 12 astrological signs, right? 
Okay, which and then you've got 12 rising signs. So I'm insane. And I decided to do 144 portraits of oh every conceivable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like how insane was that <laughs> you are crazy, I am crazy. 12 times 12 i can't believe you 144 did that. so there is oh. every single rising sign sun sign combination in the book you know and and i kind of i was inspired by i think it's pronounced physiognomy you know I, I don't know if you're familiar with it but it would be like the way it was face reading you know, yes. and, and there's lots of illustrations of how like a face might resemble an animal it comes from Aristotle and therefore you read its character. So based on these kind of like physio physiognomic portraits from the mm -hmm. uh, 19th century, I think it is, I decided, well, we need something like that for astrology. We need something where, you know, you're, you've got a rising, you've got a sun and let's read all the combinations. So, so yeah. this is what the book is. It's 144. Oh, well. I can hardly wait to <laughs> open up those oh. pages and look, I Which... wanted you to go over one, one more thing for my clarification. And if I don't understand it, I'm sure there's a couple listeners that don't understand it either. I heard you say, so just tell me if I'm right or wrong, that the, when you are born, you are born into a particular sun sign. Right. And so the time that the, the time that you were born determines the ascendant because there's, there's 12 signs in 24 hours. You said there were two, two hours for each right. one. And it sounded like you said that, um, it, uh, what was it about um, something that that occurs really far from your from your sun sign? Is it a particular time of day, or it just depends on? Are you talking about an opposite? Where the sun or... is when it's right. It does. The sun doesn't rise in the same sign every day, right? It's not like the first two hours are Aries and the second two hours are Taurus. Let's see if this might help. Okay. Your sun in a sign for instance, right? Right. Will always tell you the time of year right. that you were born. Okay. okay. So that's a calendar. Okay. So, so sun in Aries tells me you were born in the spring and Gary with the sun in Virgo tells me he tells me that he was born at the end of summer. Okay. So right. that's what a sun sign does. Okay. That's astrology as a calendar. Astrology as a clock tells us the time of day so if you imagine a circle like a clock right divided into four you've got you've got uh the horizon line and then you have the uh vertical line right right you're literally going from sunrise to noon to sunset to midnight okay started again so there's this wheel that's moving okay, okay. now have you ever played roulette you know, yes, you throw the ball and it <laughs> around all the different you know right. numbers and things like that. And it stays in that one and it goes around in the circle. You, right. You see what I'm OK. Imagine the sun at that point in the roulette game. OK, it's okay. ended, but the wheel's still going around. OK, ah. so if you take the wheel from sunrise to noon to uh -huh. sunset at midnight, that sun is moving on a wheel. 
Okay. But you know how they've got different numbers? Those signs are moving. Yes. On the wheel as well. Okay. So if you look to the sun, if for instance, let's say um, you're an Aries, that tells me the time of year you were born. Okay. Right. And let's say you were born at sunset. Okay. I know that the sun that I know that the zodiac sign that was rising is the one that is directly opposite Aries. So I would know that you were a sun in Aries, but a Libra rising. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. If I, if, if I was born at sunset, it would be the opposite. End. Right. Whereas okay. if you were born at sunrise. Yes, it would you be would Aries. Be Aries, Aries rising. Ah, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. That's a sure. very technical thing, but yeah. I, I wanted to understand that. And so the, the season is the sun sign, but the time of day you're born affects how the how the world sees you well a few more things than that because your sun falls into the house and and things like that the rising sign's not only the face of the chart but it's number one it determines the first house and so as you go through all 12 signs of the zodiac they will all follow after the rising sign this is again why it's so important it's like the the leader of the parade you know, so rising sign is first house and all the houses follow in succession. Okay. So that's what also makes it. So rising so, sign um, is the first house. Okay. See, I'm learning so much today, Gary. Of course, because Christopher Renstrom is in the house. I want to read some horoscopes. Please, He's got his please. ability with predictive astrology as earlier indicated is non-pareil so and we, we always sure. do this and so people are expecting to hear their horoscope it's a today. lovely little tradition and why should anyone mess with it is what i want to know that son of oh anyway we're okay. not messing with it read on all right already again with the pushing okay aries we're going to start by reading six on either <laughs> side of the break which is coming up quick there so listen up and listen tight aries is interesting i'm talking i'm looking across at an aries right now for friday september 2 2022 aries questioning doesn't mean waffling it's a sign that the other party is actively looking for a fit work with it interesting practical advice taurus here we go you present yourself as reliable which is why people depend on you you can't suddenly play against type and expect them to be understanding. Gemini, are you assuming there's more on offer than is the case? Check to make sure. You don't want to tell yourself any wild fish stories today. And Cancer, okay. Cancer has shown up in this conversation. We have a lot of Cancerian listeners, it turns out. I've met any number of them. Cancer, anger is a good motivator, but don't give it free reign. Invoke too many past slights, and they'll snowball into a fury beyond control. Heavy duty. Okay, let's uh, squeeze in Leo, and then we'll get to Virgo on the other side of the break. Leo, just because people bend a rule doesn't make it okay. Think freeway traffic. You may be going as fast as everyone else, 
but chances are you'd be pulled over with Mercury opposite Jupiter today. Maybe we'll get into that on the other side of the break. Mercury opposite Jupiter today. Heads up, Leo. Uh, let's go ahead and stop there, and then we'll get to the others. As soon as we come back, we are talking with Christopher Renstrom, and he's a brilliant man. He is so fit for astrology that he can be deemed authoritative, no matter what the question, regarding that very weighty and ancient topic. He comes on our show every now and again, and he always says yes, and he makes himself available. That's a gift to us and our gift to you. We'll get back into the scopes and have more questions for Christopher on the other side of this break. Romanson Mitchell, glad you joined us here on AM 1150. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Christopher Renstrom. We always enjoy talking to Christopher Renstrom. I learned so much. I take notes every time he's on. And I have notes, Christopher Renstrom notes for what is going on in the universe. Christopher, if people would like to get into your subscription-based website, where would they go to do that? And when is the book coming out? And anything else that you would like to share with our listeners right now? Sure. I have a subscription website uh, where you get your daily horoscopes and your uh, weekly horoscopes and, and, and a bit more information. It's called rulingplanets.com. 
And uh, it's $1.99 to subscribe and $22 a year. And you can certainly get all of that uh, information. And uh, it also has access to the video spot that I do every week for uh, Astrology Hub, which is the uh, weekly weekly horoscope. So there's that. Um, there is also my IG Lives, which I do every Saturday, where we uh, do a topic. I do it with uh, Emily, my associate. Uh, we do a topic, or we do, like, for instance, today, ask us something about your chart, where you can write on in with a question, and, and we answer questions about your chart every hour. And so we'll do that, or some sort of, like, wild and crazy topic um, on Instagram uh, every Saturday, 5 o'clock Mountain Time. And then finally, the book, um, Rise and Shine, Your Astrological Guide to How You uh, show up in the world um, is coming out on October 4th. And you can certainly go ahead and pre-order it on ah, Amazon.com. And so pre-orders are always a good idea because my editor and my uh, publisher always like it when pre-orders are, are going forward. And the additional fun thing about uh, this book is I just this week finished recording the audio uh, version of rise and shine so so i'm on the audiobook <laughs> yes you are and you have a good voice for that too so that's perfect yeah. so rulingplanets.com the place to go to find it all and go ahead and pre-order your book it'll be good for christopher renstrom thanks christopher not make my publisher happy and that's always a good thing Yes. Not to mention, you can beat the rush and get it as a wonderful stocking stuffer at Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it. Buy the book. That's what we're saying. Right. Buy the book. I want to get back into the horoscopes and then we can kind of uh, mingle what we have to say about Rise and Shine there as well as just what's going on in the sky right now. What is it? to which we need to pay attention and Chris a lot, not say, <laughs> a lot. okay yeah. <laughs> let's get to it Virgo and oh you hit it out of the park today my friend with Virgo you don't have to defend your position others can pressure you all they like but they can't oust you if you won't budge sticking to one's guns as it were <laughs> Libra you always said someone would be back. Now they are. But are they sorry? Hold off on the happy reunion until you're completely convinced. Scorpio. You'd rather be rid of the dead wood, but tossing it now would be like picking at a scar before it's fully healed. Let it be. And Sag. You have to weigh what you want versus what you truly deserve. An impartial judgment of your recent performance will be the deciding factor. That's interesting. Capricorn, you don't have to have an answer for every question. In fact, letting queries hang in the air ensures that mental wheels keep moving. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> keep those mental wheels moving. Move it along. I will Move keep it, it together. I will. All right. <laughs> Times Square on a Friday night. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. Exactly. Don't look at the skyscrapers. Walk fast and don't give them any lip. Aquarius, you don't like to split hairs, but it's your scalp on the line. Be thorough when negotiating specifics. Too much hangs in the balance. And finally, Pisces. Stick with what's in play. You can always modify it later. 
changing tax now only undercuts the momentum you've built. Somebody said once, Christopher, hmm. that it's good to read your sun sign, but it's also good to read your rising sign yes. and, because things may show up first in your rising shine before your sun sign. How do you feel about that? I feel very, I, I think it's excellent. I mean, you know, I, I, I base these, of course, on the sun sign, but I base them on solar horoscope. So, so if I'm writing for Gemini that day, I'll always begin a chart with Gemini rising. And it wasn't until years later that someone pointed out, well, aren't you kind of writing, writing really for the rising sign? I was like, maybe. You know? ah. So, so ah. because I'm writing them based on solar horoscopes, it would make perfect sense to also read them um, as rising signs. I, I find that, you know, the, the feedback that I get is everyone's like, oh, this was so on for my sun. This was so on for my moon. This is so on for my rising. So, so play around with that, you know, and, 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 and see what, 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 what makes sense to you, what, what fits for you. Harry and I have read our moon signs as well as our sun signs, but I think we're, we're going to make a switch and go sun sign and rising sign for a while and see how that works. But I guess we've done that too, right? Personally, I've made it a practice for many, many years, but I couldn't name you three people who do. So I'm so glad that you brought that out because it just seems to be a lot closer to a composite reading mm -hmm. a kind of horoscope where I'm looking at this and let's see it working in the rising sign. It just seems to provide a more complete picture. I found through many years, I mean, I'm talking over 20 years, making a personal habit of doing exactly that. And I encourage others to do likewise. If you're going to take horoscope seriously at all, I know many more people who refuse to take a horoscope seriously. Oh, that twaddle. They put that on there just for entertainment purposes. I've met and talked with more people who feel that way than those who take it seriously and then are amazed at the accuracy when the astrologer knows what he or she is doing and how it can help illuminate a path for them going forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things we're looking at here now, I mentioned it under Leo, you may be going as fast as everyone else, Leo, but chances are you'd be pulled over with Mercury opposite Jupiter today. What does that mean? Well, oppositions um, op oppositions are actually difficult aspects in in astrology uh, because the planets want uh, the planets are at polar opposites. So the best way to think of an opposition between two planets in astrology is um, oh, good examples are current Congress. Okay, you've got Republicans, you've got Democrats, and are they talking to each other? No. Okay. There's like this, they're in polarized opposite camps. And so that's what happens when you have an opposition between the planets. They're just not budging on their positions. And so that can sort of like leave an open space for a lot of things to potentially fall through the cracks or even go wrong. And so in uh, today's case with Leo, um, doing what everyone else does, let's say everyone's going 10 miles faster than the speed limit. And you're like, well, okay, I should be doing the speed limit, but everyone's going 10 to 15 miles faster. I, okay, I guess that's what it is. Uh, being a Leo, because of the tendency of the sun to attract attention to itself, you're probably going to be the one who would be pulled over. Now, that isn't freeway speed specific. It means any kind of bending of the rule, you know, that just because everyone else do does it, 
doesn't make it okay for you to do it. That's always kind of filed in the back of our heads. But for Leo today, actually, you will get called on it. And so it's a warning along those lines. Very good and very practical, too. As we came back from the break, Christopher, you said there's a lot going on. Let's go ahead and set this table and just try to come to grips. There's You can't turn on the news without seeing dire circumstances in one form or another worldwide with special focus on the politics in the United States of America, current politics. Right. You and say what's a lot going on in the Ukraine. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. And the economy, which is a worldwide phenomenon that has to be managed there. What sorts of things should we be looking at if not looking forward to Christopher? Well, on a global level, um, we're, in a remarkable transition. It would probably take up too much time to describe all the particulars of it. But we're switching from what it gets, long story short, is that we're switching from like a 250-year cycle of Sun-Jupiter conjunctions in Earth signs to Sun-Jupiter conjunctions in air signs. And so what this means is that with the world on a whole, you know, this is going to be going on for the next 250 years, okay? And we're right at the beginning of it. What it means is that we've switched from an earth mentality to an air mentality. Earth mentality is how much land can I grab? You know, that's where you have colonization, building up of empires, all these sorts of things. And now we're switching to there's no more land to grab. Okay. All, All land has been grabbed. Okay. And so how do we organize ourselves or live as a society on a planet that's perishable? This is an this is a Pluto and Aquarius issue. Okay, and this is an air sign issue. Uh, The conjunctions will take place in air signs, Gemini, Libra, uh, Aquarius. And so the air signs are always concerned with relationships and how people get along with each other and rule of law. Okay, so 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 we're 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 going through this shift to that. And what we're kind of seeing, you know, and again, I'm talking global level is um, you can't break treaties. You can't break borders without there being repercussions. It doesn't work the way it did in the 19th century or the early 20th century anymore. You know, that whatever happens is going to affect the economic ecosystem of the planet itself. And so it's new rules time here, you know, that people are trying to like figure out and will be figuring out. But bringing it back to America, um, we're undergoing um, a Pluto return which means that it has taken 200 plus years for Pluto to go around to come back to the place that it was at the founding of our nation. And Pluto is named after the Lord of the underworld. So it's, it's basically the planet that lives under the floorboards of your horoscope. So Pluto always asks what's under those floorboards, you know, is it buried treasure or is it rot? And so this is what we're dealing with when we look at our constitution, our government, our American identity. Are we looking at the great social experiment, uh, which is buried treasure and is now going to come forward? Or are we looking at rot? You know, has it done nothing but rot underneath the planks, the floorboards of the country's horoscope this entire time? This is the great question that's taking place. And finally, finally, we have an extraordinarily powerful, powerful, powerful lunar eclipse uh, taking place. Um, it's a lunar eclipse, which always affects the people of a country. Okay, so it's a lunar eclipse, which will affect the people of the country, conjoining Uranus, the planet of revolution and change, exactly 
So it's a lunar eclipse exactly conjunct Uranus, the planet of revolution and change on election day on November 8th. And the wow. chance of that lining up is like astronomical. It's it's really one in a million. Fasten your seatbelts, wow. kids. <clears throat> wow. That is going to be truly <laughs> remarkable. Uh, well are we advised. Thank you for that, Christopher. I had not heard that from anyone else. Yeah, it's a biggie. Well, for a long time, we've been hearing about the coming of the age of Aquarius, going <laughs> back to, you know, the song that we sang many years ago, many decades ago. 1968. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And 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 what what we've heard, I think, more recently about it is when the age of Aquarius comes about, it's not a light switch. It happen it takes many years for that shift to actually occur. So in the shift that you're talking about with um that the air signs and relationships i would assume it's the same thing it's not an on off switch this is going you're we're at the beginning of something so we can't really expect anything too radical can we oh, this is oh, like something oh, we're we just can. moving into no, oh we, we can we can <laughs> and we are experiencing okay. it never before in the history of our planet um, have we seen the world as being perishable? The world is perishable. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it can end. Okay. And, and it's up to the societies that are living on this planet to decide it. Whenever you're talking about societies, you're talking about Aquarius. Whenever you're talking about utopias, you are specifically talking about Aquarius. Now, a lot of this talk was like, oh, we'll have spiritual raising and consciousness and things like that. Well, that's fine for your corner of the world, but your spiritual consciousness and raising isn't what's going on in Bangladesh or Russia or Ukraine or South Africa or Nigeria or Japan. Okay, you have to deal with everyone's different. And what's lovely about Aquarius is that it is eclectic. You know, there is a natural curiosity to how other people view things, but we have to be careful with utopias, okay? Utopias, there's always a grand vision, you know, of uh, how it's going to come across and how the world is going to be, where the city is going to be governed, but there's a remarkable um, not paying attention to the consequences of that. You know, there, there's always aspirational. It's very aspirational. This is the way society should be. Right. There's ignoring of the consequences. And the consequences always follow with something like this. And so this is why it, utopias are such a collaborative effort and will be in this age of Aquarius that's dawning. It will be a collaborative effort with everyone on this planet. You know, everyone has to get their societies to work with other people's societies. So right. Which planet did you say was going from an earth sign to an air sign? I was referring to the conjunctions. Oh, the, okay. and the conjunctions between uh, con these were called the great conjunctions first by the Persians. 
um, and and they would time great world events out of this. And and I'm going back to like nine nine hundred A.D. or something like that. You know, the great conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn because they were seen as the two uh, slowest moving planets at the time. You might remember that there was a conjunction in uh, December of 2020. You could actually see the two planets in the sky, and many people went out to go yes. and see that. But that was the yeah. first time they conjoined in Aquarius, the first of the air. So this was the big shift and if you think of what's gone on since december 2020 <laughs> it's been i think you were saying you mentioned radical it's been rather radical um and and it will continue to to be not volatile but very definite decisions have to be made uh there's no more kicking the can down the road it also seems that if we're if we're leaving the mentality of um of earth uh owning earth buying earth that we bought up all the earth land if, grab <laughs> the land grab if if right. all the land's been grabbed and we're moving into an air sign air signs are all about communications in addition to relationships right Yes, absolutely. Communication, uh, the the intellectual mind, uh, the systemic, you know, the human impulse to to create systems or to organize in systems. This is all with an air sign. You don't do it alone right. and you don't take something without saying thank you or asking. So there's an etiquette that's also involved with air signs, um, which is what's the proper way to ask? What's the proper way to decline? It sounds kind of silly. But when you put it on the level of diplomacy, you know, and on the level of people communicating among nations and cultures, it's a huge deal. We we have talked before about the um, the failure of systems and systems being revisited. Yes. And so we've seen, you know failures of several systems the banking industry here the automobile industry here several things and it it would seem as though there is actually cause to be optimistic oh yeah if, if following these failures of systems we are now coming into communications and relationships now obviously not everybody gets along with everybody that's that'd be silly right. but but the fact that the air signs could actually um, play very important roles here in setting up new communications systems, given the internet, the World Wide Web. Or even take, for example, what's what they're discussing with police, you know, when they're starting to say, well, these are not, this is not the job of the police. It's not the job, you know, the police is an enforcing uh, presence. Right. But we need people who talk to the person who's right. ill or plagued or difficult to negotiate. Right. That's an introduction of air. Yes, very good. Very good. So the new systems that are coming about may have more to do with conversation and reconciliation and Perfect. perhaps a little bit less to do about just plain fighting. Right. Perfect. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah. I got that. Okay. <laughs> Let's look for it. <laughs> Christopher, what do you think the odds are? And I, and forgive me for putting you on the spot because if you say, I don't know, that's precisely my answer to it, but getting the world together to cooperate, to join efforts in order to beat 
climate change to make this earth more survivable and more politically just to create just societies. I can hear them already. Certain folks, even within my family, one world government, here he is there. And who's going to be the big boss, big brothers coming in. They're taking away your freedoms. Right. There's a beautiful film. I love this film. Um, Do you remember the science fiction film, The Day the Earth Stood Still? Yes. Yes. That's where we are. That's exactly (laughs) where we are. Okay. (laughs) Where all of a sudden it's like, it's it's like everyone's like, oh, we cannot get along. And that's a convenient thing to say until the earth stands still or until the earth burns. And then you better make some decisions about getting along. (laughs) Right? That's where we are. Well, that's a lot of Barada nicked out of me. Now I, now I have to go look at that movie again. People of Earth, stop well, messing for- up the planet. The rest of us for- are watching and we're about to change the channel. He, forced, <laughs> he forces the world into a collaboration that the world didn't think it was capable of. And that's where we are right now. Oh, that you is- know what? That That is a very positive note. And on that positive note, he was pushing community so much, he landed the damn thing in a parking in a commercial area, not a commercial area, a residential neighborhood. And he got kids leaving Little League to come over and watch this thing that's sitting in the park, you know. <laughs> Great security command and control, guys. <laughs> but that was, am I wrong in saying that that, that one was directed, I believe, by was it Robert Wise? And if he did that, wasn't he also the director of the original West Side Story? I don't remember the director. I just know that that beautiful music comes from Bernard Herrmann, who did the Alfred Hitchcock films. And the music in that film is just gorgeous. Yes, yes. And of course, it's referenced, for those who might be, it's referenced in the opening number from Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) And how so? Uh, Michael Rennie was ill the day the earth stood still. Okay, so, and, and... Michael Rennie, of course, plays the uh, the the alien who who is recovering from a gunshot wound and and has to be secreted away by uh, oh that Patricia Neal. Yep, yep. Wow, got to watch the movie again. This is good. We're going to bring you <laughs> it's one. A, it's a great fable. It's a great fable, and science fiction movies provide great fables, and it's a fabulous one. It's really relevant for right and when, now. Yeah, and when they're not done ponderously, they become moral lessons. You know, they'll look at something like that, the day the earth stood still. Now I'm going to go have to watch it. I'm going to get on eBay. I can probably get it for less than five dollars. Oh, we can find DVD. room for it. You'll you'll love it. It's a it's really it's it's a film I keep returning to. And I'm like, boy, this was well crafted. Boy, this was well put together. It's a really really good film. And timely once again, Christopher. Thank you so so much. Best of luck with Rise and Shine. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. And thank you for having me on my sh- uh, on your show. It's always a pleasure. It's always nice. a pleasure for us, too. Thank you, Christopher. We love doing this with you, and we look forward to your next visit. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We've got a whole bunch of stuff on the schedule of AM 1150. One o'clock, I'll be doing a half-hour show, American Road Trip Talk, and a very heartwarming story about a heartwarming story? No, a heartwarming story about what it is when nine cops get together and save a small town in Michigan. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone.